Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes, we keep the customer satisfied, all right, here on this rare Wednesday, October the 10th, 2018, 10, 10, 18, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wrestling Revisited for a rare Wednesday afternoon. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, here this afternoon, keeping you satisfied on this gorgeous Wednesday afternoon, wherever you're at, however. Uh, we hope you're enjoying your afternoon, however, and being safe out there as well. Let's give you the number right now, one 605 Call ID 139926-POUND. You can join us right now until about 3.30 this afternoon. And we're going to keep you satisfied throughout the afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, into the early part of the rush hour day, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, however. Before we start, however, today, we would like to express our deepest thoughts and condolences, however, to the people of the state of Florida right now. They are uh, having a very, very rough time of it, let's just say, in the Sunshine State, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And that is because Hurricane Michael, that's right, Hurricane Michael came a little earlier than expected, if you will, and as a result, earlier this afternoon, we understand, ladies and gentlemen, it slammed into the Florida coastline, ladies and gentlemen, however, and is currently up there around the Tallahassee, Pensacola, Tampa Bay area, ladies and gentlemen, with winds of up to 160 miles per hour. It is very nasty, it is very rainy, and it is downright disastrous up there right now in the Sunshine State. And all of us here at the show would like to express our thoughts and prayers to the people of the state of Florida right now. Obviously, they are undergoing another serious storm, if you will. Of course, we will keep you up to date throughout the afternoon and into the early evening hours on our triple header Wednesday, of course, beginning at 6.30 p.m. with Outside the Ropes, of course, 141387. Be sure to check that out with Mr. WCW and myself. 
along with the Human Suplex Machine, as we will give you the latest politics, movies, and sports news, and also update you throughout the afternoon into the evening hour about that very dangerous storm. Then at 8 o'clock, the wrestling debate will be open for discussion at 139925 pounds. Join the King and Queen of Madness along with the Iceman and whoever else comes on the show as we will talk about the latest hot topics in wrestling. And then at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, Revolution will be on with Gerard T. Smith and myself giving you the news headlines. John Gross will give you the birthdays and dates as well. And we'll also be recapping SmackDown for you all, ladies and gentlemen, of what happened last night during episode number 999 last night in Indianapolis, Indiana. But also, folks, we're going to keep a close eye on that story, however, as far as Hurricane Michael goes. As of now, we understand, according to Governor Rick Scott, however, mind you, more than 180,000 people were under mandatory evacuation orders, and we understand that a life-threatening storm surge as high as 15 feet could be expected due to this very nasty storm. As a result, it hit Panama City in that region earlier this morning, let's just say, and so far, however, it looks like it's not going to slow down anytime soon. As a result, the last we heard just a short time ago before we came on the air, ladies and gentlemen, from Alligator Point, Florida, and also Panama City, it is still coming, let's just say. And so to those people in those regions, however, who are affected by the storm, however, from Panama City to St. Vincent Island to down in Tampa, where our good friend the Rattlesnake and Neil Patel is, and everywhere in between, ladies and gentlemen, our thoughts and prayers are with you this afternoon, however, this very serious, very dangerous, very life-threatening storm, however. And of course, we will be keeping you up to date throughout the afternoon, however, as far as that goes. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get back into something positive, however. We were going to talk about what our moment is today, ladies and gentlemen, and we hope you uh, give us a call here as we will be here till, like I said, 3.30 this afternoon. And the moment I've chosen today, ladies and gentlemen, is a good one. We take you back to 2008, just 10 years ago next month, however, that WWE came out with a very unique three-disc DVD called WWE, The History of the Intercontinental Championship. Of course, the IC Championship, of course, was one of the WWE titles, however, that was formed in the late 70s, of course, after the World Championship belt or the Worldwide Wrestling Federation title, which was held by such guys as Bruno San Martino, Superstar Billy Graham, and Stan Stasiak had held the belt, however, the WWE decided, however, in the late 70s to form another belt, however, and that simply became the belt simply known as the Intercontinental Championship, or the IC title. As you know, a lot of Hall of Fame legends, past and present, have held that title since it was first formed back in late 1979, if you will. And today, we're going to tell you about the history of the men who uh, competed for that prestigious belt and who also won that belt, however, in some unique fashion. So sit back, ladies and gentlemen, put your feet up, and let the good times roll, as they say, however, as we will tell you about it right now. Our host for this DVD, of course, is former WWE announcer Howard Todd Grisham. And Todd, of course, tells us that the belt actually became born in the summer of 1979, the year of disco, if you will, when Pat Patterson, of all people, yes, folks, Pat Patterson, the former Vince McMahon stooge, if you will, won the North American Championship and South American title down in the country of Brazil, Howard, in the city of Rio de Janeiro, to form this title. Let's just say, Howard, Patterson was your champion, however, going into our first match of this uh, very special three-disc DVD, and as a result, Patterson, who of course teamed up with guys like Ray Stevens and later became a Vince McMahon stooge along with Gerald Briscoe, if you will, however, is in our first match here on this very special three-disc DVD. With that said, however, let's tell you what happened here, as our first match takes place, however, between Pat Patterson 
and Ted DiBiase, believe it or not. Ted DiBiase, of course, coming into his own, of course, in the mid-70s, of course, however, and a lot of territories, but will later make a big splash in the 80s before returning to the WWE down in Louisiana, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Texas, if you will, in a company called Mid-South Wrestling, owned by Cowboy Bill Watts, if you will, however, was going after the IC title and Patterson on this particular night, however, in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. DiBiase, a few months later, would take on another unique legend, however, that would be starting to come into his own, if you will, just a few weeks after this, however, just two months later. That man turned out to be none other than the immortal Hulk Hogan. Yes, folks, Terry Jean Belay, if you will, however, who was working in territories like Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, and others, however, would not show up until a few months later would take on Ted DiBiase, however in one of his first encounters in the Garden. Of course, Hulk Hogan would show up, believe it or not, in the WWE just a few weeks after this memorable show in the Garden, however, if you will, on television by making his TV debut, but would not make his MSG debut, believe it or not, until two months later, towards the end of 1979, the week before Christmas, however, by taking on DiBiase. But on this night, DiBiase, however, was looking to try to do something, however, that he had not done, however, since the early part of his career when he began in the early 70s, and that is hold a championship belt. Unfortunately, however, Patterson, of course, would give DiBiase all he could handle, if you will, and as a result, however... He tried his best to take away the IC title away from Patterson, if you will. Unfortunately, it was not to be, and as a result, however, surprisingly, Patterson got a cheap roll-up and a pinfall victory over the Million Dollar Man, who would not return to the company until eight years plus later, in 1987, if you will. And as a result, he would defeat the Million Dollar Man, however, and show that everybody had a price, especially on this night, however, by holding the big IC belt, if you will, by defeating DiBiase here inside of eight minutes. Um, my thoughts about this match, a very good, unique match, however, to start out the DVD, of course, and uh, two Hall of Fame legends, of course, in their own right, however, certainly giving the fans in front of 20,000-plus people, almost 25,000 at the Garden, what it was worth, however. So that being said, a good way to kick off the show here. Speaking of champions, ladies and gentlemen, how we then fast-forward the clock, however, literally to a year later, however, as 1980 has arrived, ladies and gentlemen, and as the 80s began, however, let's just say things would never be the same in wrestling ever again, to quote Chris Jericho, if you will. On this night, of course, it was Ken Patera, the new champion, of course, with his manager, the Grand Wizard, a.k.a. Ernie Roth, who, of course, would go on to manage superstars as Sergeant Slar, as well as superstar Billy Graham, leading his man, the world's strongest man, to the ring, taking on Pedro Morales. Yes, folks, the one-time WWE champion Pedro Morales, if you will, would take on Ken Patera on this particular night, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Patera had had some really good battles throughout 1980 with guys like Bob Backlund, the current world champion. But on this night, however, let's just say Patera was going after... Uh, Morales, who wanted a chance to hold on to the icy belt. As a result, these two guys, of course, once again, however, would show that Madison Square Garden was the place to be for this unique venue, if you will. And as a result, these two did not like each other whatsoever going into the match. Shortly after the fight took place, however, mind you, however, which ended in a double DQ, however, we saw guys like Pat Patterson, Rick Martell, Dominic DiNucci from my hometown, Playboy Buddy Rose, and others to break out break them up from each other. 
Nevertheless, however, this was a very interesting, uh, unique match, let's just say, involving Patera and Morales. Of course, Patera, as you know, in the 70s, of course, was managed by the Wizard and would take on guys like Bobby Backlund and others, if you will. But Patera was, of course, your IC champion at the time. Now, keep in mind, again, ladies and gentlemen, this was two years and a day after Patterson had won the title, however, or had had the title, mind you, involving the IC Championship. But Patera, of course, had won the title, surprisingly, however, from, of all people, however, um, I'm trying to think, who was it? Uh, I can't remember, folks. Give me a minute here, folks. I'm just thinking here, I'm thinking here. Oh, yes, it was, uh, of all people, Pat Patterson, if you will. As a result, however, Patera would win the belt, of course, needless to say, however, in the uh, spring of 1980, if you will. And as a result, Patera, if you will, of course, would hold the belt for the next 231 days. Two months after this, of course, Morales would defeat Patera for the belt, believe it or not. The same night, however, tragically, we would lose musician great John Lennon, if you will, however, in Madison Square Garden for the first of two reigns. Morales' of course second reign was longest than the first, however, as uh, Morales would end up winning the title here in late 1980 and hold it over the course of the next several months, however, before dropping it to Don Morocco for the first of his two reigns in June of 1981. But at the time that uh, Patera had won the belt from Patterson, however, Patterson had held it for 233 days. Surprisingly, however, oddly enough, however, looking at all the reigns in history, ladies and gentlemen, however, Ken Patera's only reign, however, of holding for 231 days is ranked 23rd all-time among the top 80 IC champions of all time. Meanwhile, Pedro Morales' reign, how two different reigns, would be recognized as two of the greatest reigns of all time. Combined total, 620 days, including a record 435 days, believe it or not, that would last, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, from November of 1981 until January of 1983, when he would drop the title back again to, of all people, the man that he had uh, dropped the title to in the first place, however, Don Morocco, if you will. So, uh, needless to say, Pedro Morales and uh, Don Morocco have had some very unique history, however, with that belt. And speaking of Pedro Morales, however, and Don Morocco, that leads us into our next match, the two of them fighting each other for the title, however, here in Madison Square Garden, just three days after Christmas 1982. As we said, however, Morales did defeat Patera for the belt in December of 1980. Morocco would then win the title for the first time in his reign, however, in June of 81. In November of 81, however, Morales would win the title, of course, back from Morocco, if you will, however. And at the time, however, was still the IC champion. Now, keep in mind, however, Morocco was led to the ring this time, however, believe it or not, by the one of the most unique managers of his time also, the great Captain Louis Albano. As a result, we would see what would be very interesting between these two, however, mind you, however. And as a result, however, like I said, however, this turned out to be a very intense, very straightforward, very serious, uh, let's just say, brawl between the two of them. As a result, however, Morocco ended up uh, kicking Morales out of the ring, however, mind you. And as a result, however, would uh, thereby somehow win the match by countout, however, but would not win the belt automatically because of it. 
Two months after that, or should I say, excuse me, three weeks after this, however, as 1983 would begin, the two of them would fight again, and for the second time in his career, however, let's just say, Morocco would hold the icy belt away from Morales, however, by winning it, however, in a very questionable decision in front of a packed house at MSG. It always seemed like MSG was the place to be for some of these early IC title reigns, as they always had to have a big amount of people filling the rafters there in the most famous arena of New York City, between 20 and 30,000 people. And certainly this one did not disappoint as 1982 came to an end, however, to see two Hall of Fame legends again going at it in the form of Pedro Morales and the original Rock, the beach bum himself from Hawaii, one of my favorite all-time heels, however, a guy I always respected as a heel, even in his early years, however, when he was in the WWE in the mid-80s, I grew to watch him and uh, respect him at times, and that is the great, magnificent one himself, Don Morocco. Now, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you that coming up this uh, Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out Wolfpack Radio, ladies and gentlemen, Howard 138521-POUND, and then on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, we wrap up with Revolution 138055-POUND, beginning at 9 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, George T. Smith and I will have your news headlines for you. John Gross, of course, will supply the birthdays and dates, and then on Monday, however, join the gang for Raw Radio this week, however, as we'll be talking about the latest uh, uh, sports news from the NFL and also of college football, but also, folks, we'll give you our Raw ratings and Monday night Football score predictions, however, this coming week, the caller ID is 138744-POUND, and that gets underway at 3 p.m. It's John, myself, the Heartbreak Kid, the Rattlestick, and the rest of the gang will be joining us live at 3 p.m., including King and Queen of Madness, Gerard T. Smith, and the Black Widow herself from Palmyra, Virginia, Michelle Lindott. So that's coming up this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, on Raw Radio at 3 p.m., so be sure to check that out coming up this week. Speaking of Madison Square Garden, ladies and gentlemen, we're back in the garden once again, one more time, ladies and gentlemen, however, for another unique match, however, for our next one. And this feud, however, was a feud, however, that started out in the summer of 1983 and would continue on until the latter part of 83, going into 1984, if you will. This time, it was The Rock taking on a very unique guy, None other than Jimmy Superfly Schnooker. Yes, folks, the Superfly, who at one time was managed by Captain Louis Albano, however, had basically betrayed his former handler and also his good friend, somewhat Morocco, by going babyface, if you will. And as a result, let's just say Albano, Albano and Morocco were not very happy about the antics of Schnooker, however, if you will, and started to beat him down emotionally and physically. And as a result, these two guys, however, let's just say get it on, once again, in front of a packed house here in October of 1983, ladies and gentlemen, in MSG. Only thing this time was, Stuka had a unique backup power guarding his back, if you will, in the form of the nature boy himself, Buddy Rogers. As a result, Gorilla Monsoon and Pat Patterson, the former IC champion who had basically hung up his boots finally after a pretty good long 15-year career, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, decided to uh, call the action once again from the garden, ladies and gentlemen. And as a result, ladies and gentlemen, it was also on this night, however, a couple of unique famous wrestlers who will later become extreme, if you will, actually packed into the world's most famous arena. Those guys turned out to be none other than Tommy Dreamer, Mick Foley, and yes, Bubba Ray Dudley, all three of them, along with Devon Dudley, however, sitting in separate parts of the garden, however, all had a chance to witness history in itself, ladies and gentlemen. And as a result, however, Morocco, of course, ended up uh, retaining the IC Championship here against Snuka. But the story here was not how he retained. It was what happened afterwards. Snuka and Morocco would continue their feud over the next few months, however, until 1984. But 
The feud would culminate, uh, kind of have an early culmination effect, however, on both competitors. Snuka, of course, after the matchup, continued to beat down Morocco, time and again with his belt, and then climb up the cage, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And as a result, ladies and gentlemen, shortly thereafter, he would jump off the cage 20 feet straight down on top of Morocco, crushing him in the process. As a result, these two, of course, would continue to wage war over the next few months, however, going into 1984, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And as a result, however, would wrap up, however, with a very interesting matter of opinion, let's just say, however, uh, going into the 1984 calendar campaign. As a result, Morocco, of course, would lose the title, of course, a few months after this, however, to Tito Santana, who over the next 226 days, however, would take his turn of holding the IC Championship belt and become lucky competitor number seven. However, in late 1984, however, Greg the Hammer Valentine, however, denied Santana a chance to hold on to the title much longer, if you will, and as a result, however, he would win the title, however, in London, Ontario, Canada. Yes, folks, London, Ontario, Canada, on Maple Leaf Wrestling, if you will, however, against Santana in the home of GTS, if you will. And over the next 285 days, however, the hammer, however, would show, however, that he was not here to play games either, just like Morocco, if you will, and was looking to hammer down anybody and everybody to just hold on to that precious IC title of his, if you will. As a result, this would culminate, however, in a very unique match that would end up being settled two weeks before WrestleMania won, if you will, in March of 1985, if you will. This turned out to be a lumberjack match, if you will, and as a result, it would pit the new champion, Greg the Hammer Valentine, against uh, the man he had won the title from in a very questionable move, if you will, the previous September, if you will, Tito Santana. Now, going into this event, however, here were your lumberjacks to guard both competitors, if you will, from, uh, let's just say, leaving and heading to the back to the locker room area. They were Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Jimmy, Superfly Snooker, The Rock, Rocky Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's father, if you will, the soul man himself, Terry Gibbs, Charlie Fulton, youngsters, however, who were just getting their start in the WWE, King Kong Bundy, who had just made his debut the day before, ladies and gentlemen, at a house show by squashing his adversary, being with his new manager, if you will, none other than Jimmy, the mouth of the South Heart, the Junkyard Dog, who had come by way, however, of Mid-South Wrestling just six months before. Barry Orton. The Maniac, Matt Bourne, if you will, who, of course, later would be known as Big Josh in WCW and also Doink the Clown in WWE. And, of course, the man from Los Angeles, the man who claimed himself he was the one true big giant, if you will, at the time in all of the sport besides Andre the Giant. None other than the six foot nine, six foot ten, three hundred sixty-five pounder. John Studd, if you will, who at the time was not with his manager, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Anyway, these two, of course, went less than 15 minutes long, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, and as a result, Valentine ended up retaining the belt, however, despite the fact that Santana wanted a chance to get that belt back around his waist, if you will. It was not to be, and as a result, however, Valentine ended up uh, retaining the belt here by defeating Santana in a very questionable decision, if you will, by the referee, uh, Dick Worley, if you will. As a result, Valentine would retain the icy belt, but then drop the belt, however, sometime later on down the road in the summer of 1985 against uh, Santana to wrap up the feud in a brutal steel cage battle in Baltimore, if you will, which unfortunately I'm really surprised that they did not put that one on this particular DVD, if you will. But nevertheless, this was a very good match, if you will, between these two, and they definitely gave the fans what that was money. 
their money's worth, if you will. Santana, of course, would go on to face uh, the masked man himself, the executioner, Playboy Buddy Rose, at the first WrestleMania, while Greg Valentine would defend his belt against Junkyard Dog, one of Tito Santana's friends, if you will, however, who, of course, would challenge Valentine for that belt a few days after this uh, particular match in the Garden, if you will. Uh, JYD came up a little short of winning the IC title, if you will, however, but nevertheless, however, did win the match on a reversal decision after apparently it was said that Valentine cheated by putting his foot on the ropes, if you will, unbeknown to the referee. Tito Santana came out and told the referee what had happened, however, of course, Valentine was not very happy that Santana once again had his nose stuck in his business, if you will, and tried to take a swing at the former champion, if you will. As a result, the two continued their feud with one another over the next few months, however, of course, as we said, what would happen later on in 1985, however, between the two of them was very unique, let's just say, between the two of them. And as a result, that would culminate in a very bloody, very intense, high-end steel cage affair in the summer of 1985. Speaking of Tito Santana, ladies and gentlemen, Tito Santana is in our next match again, ladies and gentlemen, however, and it's very interesting to talk about this one, however, as I had a chance to watch this for the very first time in a long time recently, however, it was Tito Santana taking on the hottest free agent who had been in the company not even six months, the macho man himself, oh yeah, dig it brother, Randy Savage, with his wife slash handler, Miss Elizabeth, who had made their debut in the summer of 85, if you will. As a result, however, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura called the action live from the Boston Garden here on this night, however. And as a result, however, let's just say Savage got a cheap victory and became the new IC champion, if you will, by defeating Santana, unbeknown to Danny Davis. As a result, Savage, of course, would then win the belt automatically because of this. And right behind Morales' second biggest reign, however... Mind you, however, as far as championships go, Savage would hold the belt for the next 414 days. Yes, folks, 414 days, which ranks him number 8 all-time, while Santana's two different reigns, however, culminated in a total of 443 days, ranks number 5th all-time. But on this night, however, Randy Macho Man Savage in his first and only IC title reign, however, would capture the belt here in a very questionable call, however, by referee Danny Davis, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. As a result, Howard Davis, of course, did not know that Savage decided to try to pull a fast one on him and the fans in Boston. And as a result, he would culminate by winning the IC title here by becoming the champion, defeating Santana in a very questionable decision, if you will. But nevertheless, a very good match, a very entertaining match. I always liked Randy Savage a lot. I've always been a Macho Man supporter since day one. Uh, I've had a chance to go back and watch some of his earlier stuff before WWE, like in Memphis and everything like that, and I've enjoyed his work there even more, however, than like I did in WWE and WCW. But on this night, however, the Macho Man definitely showed how he was definitely, uh, let's just say, a little arrogant, a little pompous, if you will. And despite all that, however, he would capture the IC title on a very uh, unique decision, if you will, however, here at the Boston Garden. Uh, here by defeating the then-champion Tito Santana, who had just regained the championship, as we said, the previous July, if you will. Speaking of Randy Savage, ladies and gentlemen, Randy Savage is in our next match, ladies and gentlemen, and this one I thought was one of the best matches, if not one of the greatest IC title matches of all time. The Macho Man, Randy Savage, taking on Ricky Steamboat from WrestleMania 3 in front of 90,000 people at the Pontiac Silverdome. Of course, uh, George the Animal Steel was in the corner of his friend, uh, the Dragon, if you will, of course, Steamboat, of course, crushing... Uh, his way to get back on top of the ladder, trying to climb up the ladder, if you will, despite the fact that Savage tried to crush his career and end his, uh, in, uh, like I said, chances of going after the belt here uh, just a few months prior to this. 
As a result, uh, Savage, of course, at the time, a lot of people, after what he had done to Ricky Steamboat just a few months before, was now becoming more and more a very disliked figure, however, because of the shenanigans, if you will, and this time taking it too far, if you will. As a result, Ricky Steamboat and the WWE fan base, however, felt that Savage should be suspended and stripped of the IC title because of his actions. Unfortunately, President then Jack Tunney did not make the ruling, but he did say, however, that they would settle their differences in front of the biggest crowd, not one of the biggest crowds ever at WrestleMania 3. And let's just say, however, if you have not seen this match ever before or never watched uh, old school wrestling uh, back in the day, however, you owe it to yourself to watch this one. This one was just absolutely brutal to say the least, however. This was a good fight between two of the best Hall of Fame legends I can ever recall in the Dragon and the Macho Man, if you will. In the end, however, it was George Steele helping his friend Ricky Steamboat uh, get the IC title for the first and only time of his career, ladies and gentlemen. And as a result, ladies and gentlemen, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, if you will, uh, would win the IC title here, however, in front of a very loud, boisterous crowd at the Pontiac Silverdome. Unfortunately, however, Steamboat would only hold the title for less than six weeks, if you will, however, let's just say. And as a result, however, uh, would only hold it uh, for a very short time. But nevertheless, a very unique match, uh, to say the least, between two great wrestlers, however, and it was definitely worth checking out. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, we go to June of 87, and it's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, ladies and gentlemen, putting his icy title on the line against newcomer the Honky Tonk Man, who had made his pro debut in late 1986 in the WWE. The Honky Tonk Man, of course, was led to the ring by the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. Of course, he started out early on in late 1986, early 87, as a fan favorite, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however. But in the early part of the summer of 1987, he had changed his attitude and ways, if you will, by becoming a heel, if you will. And as a result, however, he would make his statement loud and proud and known here by taking on the dragon, if you will, here on this memorable show, however, in June of 87, if you will. As a result, the Honky Tonk Man pulled off the upset win, however, despite the fact that Jimmy Hart tried to help his man uh, get the belt and succeed in doing so, however. And as a result, the Honky Tonk Man, despite the fact that he was not liked by a lot of the fans, and including some of his fellow wrestlers, both on and off camera, if you will, however, would pull off the upset here on this night, however, by becoming the new IC champion. Surprisingly, oddly enough, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, with this victory, the Honky Tonk Man would become... In his words, at that time, the greatest IC champion of all time, and who's to say and who's to argue that uh, that uh, not many people would agree with that? The Honky Tonk Man, of course, uh, is number four all time when it comes to championship reigns. Of course, as a result, he would win the title here in a very very questionable decision, as I said earlier, ladies and gentlemen, here on this night. And as a result, over the next 454 days, if you will, however, by winning the title in Buffalo, New York, against the Dragon Ricky Steamboat, if you will, who, of course, uh, would drop, be forced to drop the title, if you will, here. As a result, we become the new IC champion. Up next, of course, another IC Championship matchup, this time from the summer of 1988, ladies and gentlemen. It was supposed to be originally the Cowboy, Cowboy Ron Bass, taking on the Barber Brutus Beefcake, however, here in one-on-one action. But unfortunately, that match was scrapped at the last minute. And as a result, it this led us to our next match, ladies and gentlemen. It pitted none other than, ladies and gentlemen, however... Once again, the Honky Tonk Man, this time taking on a newcomer to the scene who had just made his pro debut just a few months before in the WWE, the Ultimate Warrior. And as a result, the Ultimate Warrior, of course, looking to uh, pull off the upset, if you will, however, against the Honky Tonk Man, did so here, however, on this memorable night here, once again, at SummerSlam 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this time is coming to you live from once again the most famous arena of the mall, Madison Square Garden. As a result, however, this match didn't go less than 30 seconds long. And as a result, however, this was uh, done very quickly, let's just say. And as a result, surprisingly, the honky-tonk man said shortly thereafter how he felt cheated, he felt robbed of uh, not even getting a chance to get started, however, here in this matchup against the Ultimate Warrior. As a result, however, the Warrior ended up winning the belt here in less than 30 seconds here on this night here at SummerSlam 1988. And over the next 216 days, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however, let's just say, however... Uh, he would uh, become the IC champion. As far as the Honky Tonk Man goes, however, shortly thereafter, after dropping the belt to the Warrior, however, he ended up going back to doing what he was doing before he held the IC belt, however, and that was becoming a job boy. And shortly thereafter, however, he would decided to take his bags and leave the WWE once and for all and try to go elsewhere and see if he could get his career uh, back on track, if you will. And for a while, it looked like it was going to be the case while working in WCW in the mid-90s, if you will. Unfortunately, however, uh, he would be uh, wrapping up his career in the mid-90s, if you will, however, as far as a part-time wrestler goes. But once in a while, he still does independent shows and autograph things, however, for the fans. But uh, the Honky Tonk Man really just never got back on track after dropping that icy belt to uh, the Ultimate War in 1988. He even said it in interviews over the years to guys like Dave Meltzer, Wade Keller, the Pro Wrestling Torch, that uh, he felt that he was cheated out of that uh, reign, however, and that reign should never have counted, however, for the Ultimate Warrior. But unfortunately, it did count, and it did uh, go down in the books as a win for the Warrior. And speaking of the Warrior, ladies and gentlemen, that leads us to our final match here in Disc 1, ladies and gentlemen, of this three-disc DVD. It is the Warrior taking on the Ravishing One, Rick Root, who is led to the ring this time by Bobby the Brain Heenan. Root, of course, had defeated Warrior, however, at WrestleMania 5 for the IC title, and as tried, along with Andre Giant, the rest of the Heen family, to eliminate the Ultimate Warrior. The question is now, will Rude, of course, uh, find a way to hold on to the IC title, if you will? Rude, of course, uh, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, of course, won the title, of course, in April, ending the Warriors' uh, reign, if you will. And believe it or not, the question was, going into this, how one year to the day that Warrior won the title for the first time, would the Warrior win it a second time? ladies and gentlemen, and become champion. Well, needless to say, surprisingly, however, the Warrior once again came out on top, ladies and gentlemen, as he ended up uh, becoming the IC champion for a second time, ladies and gentlemen. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Warrior, of course, would show uh, who was the true IC champion, if you will, by regaining it for a second time. Uh, surprisingly, oddly enough, uh, the Warrior's two different reigns, however, uh, that would be a total combined of 432, ranks number 7 all-time. As far as Rick Rude's reign goes, however, ladies and gentlemen, which he held the belt uh, from April of 1989 until August of 1989, it would last only 148 days. That, of course, has been ranked number 37 all-time. But the Warriors' two different reigns, however, in which he had the same amount of reigns of combined total of 432, Ranks number seven all-time, ladies and gentlemen, How right ahead of Randy Savage and a little bit ahead of Shawn Michaels and Mr. Perfect the top ten, however, by about two or three weeks, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, has held the IC title two different times for a combined total of 432 days. So, folks, there you have it. That's at the end of Disc 1, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to tell you right now what happened next, how as we go on to Disc 2. But before we do, let's keep it the number again. 
excuse me, 1-605-562-0444-139926, pound for October 10th, 2018. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGiroll, on this rare Wednesday afternoon here at Wrestling Revisit as we are taking you to a time and place in our time machine, talking about the history of the IC title belt here this afternoon. We were expecting the King and Queen of Madness along with the Human Suplex Machine here this afternoon, but unfortunately due to circumstances beyond our control, however, they are not going to be with us today, but we will be hearing from them at some point, hopefully later on today, ladies and gentlemen, at some point. So uh, right now I am definitely going to fill you in on what's going on, however, here as we continue on with our thoughts of the history of the IC Championship as we go on to Disc 2, as we'll talk about it in just a minute, as I will be back in two minutes to tell you about this. So hang on, folks, we'll be right back. Okay, sorry about that, folks. Uh, as we said, folks, we are talking now about the history of the IC title, and I can tell you right now, after watching the first disc of this DVD, I can give it a solid thumbs up. So, folks, we're going to continue on, ladies and gentlemen, however, about this, however. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk now about uh, disc number two, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here as far as the IC title reign goes, Tower. So, folks, uh, let's continue on, ladies and gentlemen, and tell you about what happened next, Tower, ladies and gentlemen, here in disc number two. Our next uh, match, Tower, takes us back to once again the Madison Square Garden, ladies and gentlemen, however, and this time, Tower, it is Mr. Perfect. Yes, folks, Kurt Henney, Mr. Perfect himself, taking on Brett the Hitman Hart, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Perfect, of course. Uh, his two different reigns, however, combined total 406, of course. Kurt Henney would win the title, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Oddly enough, however, believe it or not, however, uh, in uh, April of 1990 and in November of 1990, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's just say. And as a result, however, uh, we would definitely, uh, like I said, talk about that right now, ladies and gentlemen. And as a result, however... Hold on a second, folks. Anyway, that being said, folks, as I said, uh, as far as the second disc go, of course, this would pit Mr. Perfect versus Brett the Hitman Hart, of course. Uh, anyway, that being said, folks, of course, uh, like I said, however, we uh, are definitely going to talk about disc number two, however, and as we said, folks, Mr. Perfect, of course, as you know, of course, would win the IC Championship belt, however, in May of 1990 after defeating Tito Santana in a tournament final for the vacant title. 
His first reign of two different reigns, however, would occur here a few weeks after WrestleMania VI, of course. As you know, the Ultimate Warrior, of course, would drop the title, of course, a few weeks prior to this after winning both the WWF and IC Championship after winning the title for a second time, ladies and gentlemen, in August of 1989, if you will. Of course, uh, Kurt would win this title a second time, of course, in November of 1990. That would air the following month on my 14th birthday. But in August of 1991, however, Bret the Hitman Hart, ladies and gentlemen, for the first of his interesting main tower, would try to go after the IC Championship against Mr. Perfect, who was led to the ring by the coach. No, not Jonathan Coachman, if you will, the other coach, if you will. The Golden Greek himself, John Tolis, if you will. Of course, uh, Tolis and uh, Perfect, of course, were led to the ring, of course, going in front of a packed mass in Square Garden crowd once again, ladies and gentlemen, however. And as a result, these two, of course, referring to the Hitman and Bret Hart, would wage war with one another, if you will. And as a result, however, let's just say Bret the Hitman Hart would win the title for the first of two different times, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, here, ladies and gentlemen, on this particular night here in the Garden, if you will. And as a result, Brett would defeat Perfect here, however, in front of a pretty loud crowd that saw Brett's mom and dad show up as well inside of 18 minutes. A great match, to say the least, without question. One of my favorite IC title matchups of the 90s, if you will. And it definitely stole the show, without question. But speaking of stealing the show, Brett Hart would steal the show again, ladies and gentlemen, the following year, however, at SummerSlam, as he would take on his brother-in-law, Davey Boy Smith, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Prior to that, Davey Boy got in trouble for using steroids and unfortunately how would be suspended for all but when he returned however he would take on his brother-in-law Brett the Hitman Hart in front of 80,000 people there live in the UK ladies and gentlemen yes folks live from the UK and as a result these two referring to the Hitman and Davy Boy of course will put on a very memorable very exciting IC title matchup ladies and gentlemen in front of 30,000 people in the end however Davy Boy Smith ladies and gentlemen would shock the world however and even his brother-in-law and family if you will however that consists of Brett's mom and dad, if you will, by becoming the new IC champion, if you will. As a result, of course, Davey Boy Smith would only hold the title, however, for about six weeks, if you will, just like Ricky Steamboat had done back in the 80s. But on this night, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, the British Bulldog, however, definitely had reason to smile and definitely wave the Union Jack flag proud and loud, however, as he defeated his brother-in-law, the Hitman, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, however, in front of a loud crowd. And I can see joining us now live on the caller ID, ladies and gentlemen, as he joins us now here to talk about some of those great moments, however, ladies and gentlemen, of the icy title reign of the 90s, ladies and gentlemen, as our good friend from the uh, Sunshine State, if you will, the Rattlesnake, Anel Patel, as we welcome him in here this afternoon on a rare Wednesday afternoon. And now, welcome to what has been a very interesting afternoon so far. All right, thanks. Well, first off, we want to get an update, however, before we continue on. What is the situation going on down in Florida right now? I talked about it at the start of the show today, and I heard it has become more and more very dangerous down there in Florida right now with the storms and everything. Like, What is the uh, latest that you can fill us in on what it is like down there right now? Um, well, it's supposed to hit the panhandle on uh, 7 p.m. tonight, so once, uh, once it's going to make its way towards us uh, 7 p.m. So it's, it's still in the water right, from the looks of it, but it's going to hit Panama City and uh, our nation capital and all that stuff. So it's going to it's gonna hit Tallahassee and all those places. So Certainly. And I did see a little bit earlier this afternoon that it's already uh, – it is 
is really coming down up there and winds are gusting up to 150 miles per hour so those of you in those regions uh, we're definitely saying prayers for you all and hopefully you're all staying safe out there but uh, from what I've seen so far this afternoon Howard, it has become very very nasty down there and very very vicious to say the least uh, we were just talking about some of the best IC championship reigns of uh, so far the past 20 some years and we're already into disc 2 uh, a couple of the matches that we just discussed obviously on disc two of this three-disc DVD called The History of the IC Championship is the matchups involving Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart from SummerSlam 91 and also Bret Hart versus his brother-in-law, the British Bulldog, from 1992 at SummerSlam 92 in front of 80,000 people at the Garden. Uh, I did mention the date British Bulldog did win that match, and of course the hitman Bret Hart did defeat Mr. Perfect in front of a pretty good crowd at Madison Square Garden. Uh, give us your thoughts about these matches, if you could, please. Um, well, I mean, like I said, these two matches happened when I wasn't born, sadly, so I didn't get to see any of this uh, happen, but I mean, it was, it was, uh, I guess, uh, you put Mr. Perfect and, you know, Bret Hart and uh, the other two uh, gentlemen you named, I guess, I guess it was a, a good match all around for both, uh, for all four competitors. Certainly, certainly. And like I said, if you had a chance to go back and watch those matches, I would definitely uh, check them out. They're definitely worth watching. Speaking of uh, unique matches, I'm sure you may have seen this match, maybe uh, uh, watched this match online or heard about this match, too. It's the bad guy himself, Razor Ramon. Yes, folks, uh, Scott Hall himself taking on one of his fellow clickmates, if you will, in front of a very loud crowd once again, this time in Madison Square Garden, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, for WrestleMania 10, if you will. As a result, however, this match, of course, would culminate in the very first ever ladder match, if you will. Of course, prior to the match, of course, the big thing was, of course, uh, he was hoping to, uh, let's just say, hold not just one belt, but a second belt as well. Of course, Shawn Michaels, of course, had been stripped of the championship in September of 1993. He then carried a replica belt saying that he was the real champion, regardless of the fact that his buddy, Scott Hall, was the real champ. But the, the match was simple here. To win the match, one of these two has to grab not just one belt, but both belts, if you will. Now, Diesel, of course, Kevin Nash was the his man to the ring, of course, referring to Shawn Michaels. Unfortunately, he was ejected by referee Earl Hebner before the match even started. Nevertheless, these two, of course, were put on a showcase of the ages, to say the least, however. And in the end, however, the bad guy himself, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, however, would win both belts, however, denying Shawn Michaels a chance to capture both of these uh, titles, his fake title and the real title itself. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about this match and have seen this match, I'm sure, quite a bit, and not a, if you haven't, that's understandable, but uh, overall, you talk about two unique uh, legends again, however, in the form of the bad guy, Razor Ramon, and also HBK, here in the very first ladder match in WrestleMania history, however, in front of a pretty good crowd at MSG, Shawn Michaels coming up a little short in the effort, but nevertheless, fighting a hell of a match against his fellow clickmate, if you will, the bad guy himself, Razor Ramon, your thoughts about this one? Um, well, yeah, you're, you're right, because, yeah, I, I didn't watch uh, uh, WrestleMania uh, 10 either, so I think uh, the first one I watched was, I think, 17, um, so I think 17 was when I, was the first one I watched was Rock in Austin, um, but, yeah, so you said Ray, Razor Ramon and uh, Shawn Michaels, yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, I, I knew uh, Scott Hall from uh, WCW, but I didn't know the name Razor Ramon, but, um, but I think, uh, yeah, so Razor Ramon became uh, victorious in that one. I guess, um, you know, I shouldn't watch the match back. But, yeah, uh, good good uh, match from the both of them. So. Yes. 
And, of course, uh, like I said, folks, if you have never uh, seen that ladder match, that is one of the greatest ladder matches of all time. It is also one of the greatest IC mm. time matches of all time up there, along with Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage. Uh, I will be back right. in a second to continue our discussion here in just a minute, so give me two seconds. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Up next, of course, another unique match, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this time hour from 1995, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this was held, of course, in your neck of the woods in Nell, in Tampa of all places. Oh. Hour, paying the bad guy, of course, Razor Ramon, defending his IC title at the Royal Rumble in 1995 at the Sundome, if you will, against Jeff Jarrett with, of course, his friend the Roadie, a.k.a. Road Dog. As a result, of course, uh, Razor Ramon, of course, at the time, however, had uh, won the title, however, originally, however, like we said, however, at WrestleMania, however, only to drop the title, however, a few weeks later, but then regained a second time, however, believe it or not, however, in late 1994 at SummerSlam, of course, going into this venue, of course, this was his second reign as champion, his uh, all-time reigns, believe it or not, looking at the uh, figures here. His two different reigns, however, or actually he helped four different times, however, believe it or not. Uh, total combined days, however, 437 days, believe it or not. He is ranked number six all wow. time, believe it or not. Yeah, that's crazy, mm. I know. Shawn Michaels, of course, he held it three different times, of course, uh, and him, Mr. Perfect, uh, or did he, with their reigns are just one reign apart from each other, but uh, combined total days, however, 406, believe it or not. So they are ranked in the top 10. As far as all-time combined reigns, I did mention this gentleman earlier. However, Pedro Morales, he has the record, however, with two different reigns. Combined total, 619. The Miz, of course, is an eight-time champion. His combined total days have been recognized, 599. Don Morocco, two different reigns, 541. The Honky Tonk Man, his only reign lasting 454 days, ranked number four. And Tito Santana, his two different reigns, however, total combined, 443. So a lot of people holding that title, very prestigious, if you will. But on this night, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the big question was, would Razor Ramon, the bad guy, feel good enough to, uh, let's just say, hold on to that title a little longer, however, at the Rumble? Well, unfortunately, that was not the case here. And as a result, Howard Jeff Jarrett, thanks to some help from his friend, the Road Dog, a.k.a. the Roadie, if you will, basically cost Razor Ramon the title and gave Jeff Jarrett his chance to hold on to the belt, if you will, for the first time, ladies and gentlemen. As a result, of course, Jeff Jarrett, of course, would hold the reign, of course, six different times. His first reign would be, of course, held here on this memorable night here in Tampa, if you will. And as a result, he would hold the title, believe it or not, for the next 94 days, however, before dropping the title in April of 1995, however, when the matchup between him and Bob Hawley ended in controversy. However, four days later, after it ended in controversy, however, he would hold it a second time, only this time, however, he would hold it for three weeks. But his biggest reign, of course, would come, mind you, of course, with this first and only reign. Of course, I'll hold Jeff Jarrett held it in his career and has held it, let's see, six different times, total combined days, 290. 
believe it or not. So he has held it that amount, however, over the course of his career. Up next, of course, we go to December of 1997, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, two guys, of course, you just mentioned, of course, from WrestleMania 17 who have had a very good feud with one another and are also somewhat good friends. The Texas Rattlesnake himself, Snow Cold Steve Austin, taking on the People's Champion, The Rock, of course, at the In Your House pay-per-view. Of course, Maya V, of course, uh, a week after Survivor Series, had swiped Austin, regaining the IC belt from Owen Hart, and started calling himself the IC champion, however, and started having all these non-title matchups, if you will. As a result, Austin was not very happy that The Rock decided to uh, flamboyant himself and, let's just say, get arrogant and pompous about the whole ordeal. And as a result, he would challenge The Rock here on this uh, memorable night, of course. As a result, however, mind you, however, this was uh, very interesting, if you will. Of course, The Rock at the time had only been champion, or excuse me, the Battlestink of Stone Cold Steve Austin, however, had been champion for only less than three weeks at this time. As a result, however, these two would go at it, however, and as a result, however, mind you, however, uh, like I said, however, uh, as a result, however, the way it ended with Austin winning, however, when basically he should have been disqualified for giving the referee the Stone Cold Stunner. Unfortunately, Vince called for a rematch the next night on Raw, and when Austin decided not to wrestle, he would have to forfeit the title to The Rock, however, mind you, however. As a result, however, as a result, however, shortly thereafter, however, this is where things got interesting, however, he basically told Vince, however, and the WWE he didn't care about it whatsoever, and once Rock uh, got the belt away from, uh, let's just say, from Austin, Austin gave him a stunner, took the belt with him, went off, basically driving to a bridge, and then chucked the belt into the river, mind you, however, mind you, so it could sleep with a fish, however, let's just say, and let's just say Vince and Rock were not very happy that Austin decided to do that sort of thing, however, to the IC title belt, so go figure. Anyway, good match, to say the least, between these two, nevertheless. Up next, of course, as we wrap up uh, one of our next-to-last matches here in disc number two, ladies and gentlemen, is a two-out-of-three-falls match involving The Rock against one of his other longtime rivals, ladies and gentlemen. The game himself, who was led to the ring by, of course, the ninth wonder of the world herself, China, if you will, however. And as a result, this was a two-out-of-three-falls matchup between the two of them involving Triple H and The Rock, if you will. As a result, The Rock, of course, would uh, culminate with... Uh, Feuding with uh, The Rock, however, a month after this, however, but as a result, this was a two out of three falls there. Of course, The Rock won the first fall, followed by uh, Triple H winning, however, mind you, the second fall. But the end came, however, mind you, however, when it ended up in a time limit draw. Unfortunately, however, it did not go into sun death overtime because of this, however, it ended in a tie, and as a result, The Rock would end up retaining the icy belt before dropping the belt one month later, if you will, however, uh, to Triple H in Madison Square Garden at SummerSlam 98. Uh, that being said, your thoughts about uh, The Rock and uh, Triple H here uh, prior to their engagement in MSG here in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Um, repeat that again. What year was this, by the way? Uh, I, was, I know you didn't watch this. So it was July 1998, however. This was around the Attitude Era. Okay, um, so who who won the two, uh, two out of three falls, Triple H or The Rock? This was a time limit draw. This ended up in a time limit draw. Oh, what was a draw. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so I, I've seen uh, Triple H and Rock battle uh, uh, when I was watching. This was, I think, back in 2001, I believe. So I, I knew they feared it back then. But yeah, this was, um, 
Yeah, 98. So I think, uh, yeah, so every time uh, uh, the Bronco and the and the game uh, uh, square off, it's usually um, any anybody's game, you know. Anybody can win uh, the match. So it's not like one person is weak at all, you know. They both are pretty tough and uh, muscular, so no I think question. it's a good match. No yes. And, of course, The Rock, of course, during his time that he held the IC belt, of course, held at two different times for a combined total of 339 days. Triple H, of course, however, has held at five different times during his career, however, mm. and combined total 200 days, believe it or not. So that wow. is how long both of them held the belt. Yes, I know. It's pretty crazy. Uh, up next, of course, as we wrap up disc number two, however, here before we get into disc number three, ladies and gentlemen, we'll tell you it was a very unique match involving Double J himself, Jeff Jarrett. Taking on China, of course, Jeff Jarrett would show up in WCW the next night, and as a result, however, would deb- return uh, by de- re-debuting on WCW Monday Nitro. On this night, however, China, of course, was led to the ring by, of course, Jerry the King Lawler's ex-wife, the cat herself, the lovely, beautiful, sexy Stacy Carter, if you will. As a result, Jeff Jarrett, of course, who had basically dismissed Miss Kitty Howard, a.k.a. the cat, if you will, Howard, from his stable just a few months earlier to uh, side with Deborah McMichael, if you will, however, mind you, saw Jeff Jarrett and his IC championship go up in smoke, if you will. And as a result, Howard, he would show up, of course, in WCW, as we said, the next night. As a result, China would become the very first and only female ever to hold the IC title, believe it or not, as uh, she ended up defeating, however, uh like I said, uh, Jeff Jarrett on this night, of course, she would uh, win the belt, of course, believe it or not. However, for the first of two different times, of course, she would hold the belt for six weeks, however, before dropping it to uh, Chris Jericho. And then, of course, uh, let's see here, I'm looking at China's reign here. Uh, she would hold it two different times, believe it or not, during her career. Combined total, 64 days, believe it or not. So you talk about uh, holding it that amount, how it is, how long she lasted. Uh, the record, however, actually, the, this is going to make you all laugh, however, the two guys who have held it the least amount, however, are these three gentlemen. The Mountie, a.k.a. Jacques Rougeau, for two. Zack Ryder, two. And Shane Douglas, with one. Okay. So all three of those guys held it for a day or two, as they are the three bottom-feeding guys, however, the least, however, have held the IC title the least amount, however. So, folks, so far that we are through two discs already. However, I can tell you, disc two, unlike disc one, however, is a pretty good DVD, but not as good as disc one. I thought disc one was still a little bit better, if you will. And so, that being said, that's what I thought of disc number two. Overall, it was all right, however, but the question was, what would disc three be like? Well, we'll tell you about it right now, however, as we now take a look ahead at disc number three. And this is where things get a little interesting again. Disc number three starts out very interesting, however, from February of 2000 involving Chris Jericho with China taking on Kurt Angle. As a result, however, mind you, however, uh, Kurt Angle, of course, believe it or not, would shock the world by defeating Chris Jericho and China in a triple threat match, if you will. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as a result, Jericho, of course, would win the IC title here on this night, however, in February of 2000. Of course, Jericho would hold the belt, however, believe it or not, should I say, Kurt Angle would win the belt, however, believe it or not, here on this night, however. And over the next five weeks, of course, however, he had won the European Championship. Surprisingly, however, he would also become the first dual-brand Eurocontinental champion, believe it or not. Kurt Angle, of course, as far as his reigns go, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned, uh, holding the belt for five weeks, however, ranks number 64th 
all time, however, when it comes to uh, Reigns. As far as Chris Jericho goes, however, his nine different title reigns, however, all time, however, rank him, however, number 16th all time, believe it or not, with 319 days, if you will. But on this night, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, Kurt Angle, of course, uh, would win the IC title to become the first European and IC champion here on this night. Up next, of course, we fast forward, ladies and gentlemen, to October of 2000, however, of course, and it involves Eddie Guerrero taking on Chris Jericho and X-Pac, if you will. As a result, however, Eddie Guerrero ends up becoming the new IC champion by defeating Jericho, if you will. And as a result, Eddie Guerrero, of course, during this time, of course, would capture the IC title himself for the very first time on this night, if you will. As a result, of course, uh, like I said, believe it or not, he would hold it over the next six weeks, if you will, however, before dropping the title to Billy Gunn, of course, in late November of 2000. So there you go. Up next, of course, we go to SmackDown 2001. This is when Anel said he was watching, so we'll get his thoughts on this one. I'm sure he'll be appreciating this one. It is Triple H taking on Jeff Hardy, believe it or not. This is from SmackDown 2001, just a few weeks after WrestleMania 2001. As a result, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, however, Jeff Hardy shocks the world, however, believe it or not, by becoming the new IC champion for the first time, however. Only thing was, he would only hold it for less than a week, if you will, however. But nevertheless, however, Jeff Hardy pulled off the upset, however, in Philadelphia shortly after WrestleMania 17 by defeating Triple H. Your thoughts about this one? Okay, yeah, now you're talking about what I watched. Okay, yeah, so I did watch Mania 17, so I think I remember this match. So this was a, what, uh, IC title match? Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, yeah, so I think... um, if I, I think if I remember correctly, uh, did Jeff Hardy win the title or did Triple yes, H retain? I, I, I remember seeing yes. this match, but yes, I'll have yes. to. Jeff, okay. Jeff, Jeff won the title here on SmackDown and would only hold it for less than a week before dropping the belt back. Yes, correct. Okay, so so, I'm, so so I'll have to rewatch the match, but I think I did after Mania 17. Yeah, that's when I really started paying attention to wrestling, and I've been uh, I fell in love ever since. So yeah, I think it was a good match. Certainly, no question about it. Very good indeed. Up next, of course, another unique match, however, RVD versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match, however, believe it or not, however. As a result, however, mind you, however, uh, RVD, of course, being the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, would who had won the IC title, believe it or not, however, back at WrestleMania 17, however, would drop the belt a month later mm-hmm. to Eddie Guerrero, but less than a month later, Eddie Guerrero, of course, would demand, or excuse me, not Eddie Guerrero, if you will, uh, yes, Jeff Hardy would challenge RVD, however, for the uh, IC belt, of course, RVD's uh, two different reigns, if you will, during his uh, illustrious uh IC title run, however, he held the belt six different times for a total combined of 211 days, believe it or not. That's how long Mr. Monday Night, yes, Mr. Monday Night definitely had a good run. Uh, He would hold for four weeks in September of 2003. He would then uh, regain it in late October of the following month, however, and hold it for six weeks. But his two first reigns, however, would hold it combined for five weeks and six weeks. So, uh, and of course... His biggest reign, his shortest reign, of course, would be only two weeks, however, in April 2006. But, folks, those are just some of the reigns that uh, would happen uh, involving Mr. Monday Night, if you will. As a result, these two guys uh, put on a pretty good match, I thought. So, uh, that being said, that is what happened in July of 2002. 
Up next, of course, another unique reign championship match involving the Viper, Randy Orton, taking on the Radar Superstar Edge, if you will, however. And as a result, Edge, let's just say, ended Uh, up defeating the... You're still here. Edge would defeat Randy Orton. Of course, Edge, as a result, however, would win the IC title, however, here at Vengeance Hour. And as a result, however, mind you, he would drop the title six weeks later. But Edge, of course, another unique superstar who has uh, had a good run with the IC title, holding it five different times for a total combined of 171 days, however, would take on, of course, uh, the Viper here in Hartford, however, in June of 2004. And as we said, ladies and gentlemen, Edge would defeat Randy Orton here in less than 25 minutes plus, however. Your thoughts about this one? And I think we've lost him now, maybe. Okay, uh, we'll try back with him in a second. Up next, of course, another unique match, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ric Flair versus Triple H at the Taboo Tuesday show, of course. Uh, as a result, however, Flair, of course, would take on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, his fellow evolution mate, Ric Flair, or Triple H, if you will. Ric Flair, of course, as a result, however, believe it or not, would win the IC title, ladies and gentlemen, of course, however, in September of 2005, a month prior to this, and of course over the next 155 days would uh, become your IC champion, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. So as a result, he would take on his fellow Evolution mate, however, and former DX uh, co-founder, if you will, the Cerebral Assassin, the game, if you will. And as a result, Ric Flair would end up winning here against his fellow Evolution mate here in over 20 plus minutes. And now you're with us. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I had to uh, do something. I'm back. That's okay. Uh, we just talked about Ric Flair and Triple H are at uh, Taboo Tuesday 05, and we were just talking about Randy Orton and Edge, with Edge winning the IC title from Randy Orton and Vengeance 04. Your thoughts about these two? Um, well, so what was it? Uh, okay, repeat it again. Randy versus who again? I got distracted. Edge from Vengeance 04, and then... Ric Flair versus Triple H in 05. Oh, so Randy and Edge, uh, okay, uh, in 04, and, uh, and Rick and Triple H in 05? Correct. Okay, uh, yeah, so Rick and Triple H, you know, they were part of Evolution, but uh, I've never seen them uh, go face-to-face before, so that's pretty unique. Um, but yeah, Orton and Edge, yeah, I've seen them uh, cross paths uh, before, so 2004 might might be uh, something I remember. I think I remember yes. that, them facing each other in 04. And, of course, two great matches from that 04 campaign that are still legendary to watch. Obviously, of course, the big triple threat from WrestleMania 20, of course, and then the rematch that followed a Backlash 04, but also the Mick Foley-Randy Orton match are from that Backlash 04, one of the most hellacious battles you'll ever want to watch, without question. Up next, of course, as we wind down the stretch here, however, in our final four matches, I'll go through them very quickly. Just a quick one-word answer from both of these, however. We'll start off with Sheldon Benjamin versus RVD, of course. Uh, RVD, of course, needless to say, ends up regaining the IC title match, however, by defeating Sheldon Benjamin in a winner-take-all match here. Uh, your thoughts about this one? Uh, you're saying it uh, too fast. What, uh, what match was it? Sheldon Benjamin versus RVD, Backlash 06. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think I remember this one because I know I know Sheldon Benjamin was in Team Angle. Um, he was with Charlie Haas, and then I don't know if he feuded with RVD. So I mean, if they if they did, then you know, good for them. But 
Um, I think I think it was a good it was a good pairing uh, uh, for them to square against each other. So I guess it's a good match. Indeed, no question about. Of course, it went almost 20 minutes long. Next, Sheldon Benjamin taking on Johnny Nitro. Okay, John Morrison taking on Carlito. Uh, Sheldon Benjamin, of course, believe it or not, uh, definitely put up a good fight. But Johnny Nitro, aka John Morrison, aka Johnny Impact Hour, is your IC champion with Molina as they defeat Carlito and Benjamin here at Vengeance 06. Mm, yeah, not sure about this one either. I don't. I don't think I watched uh, this match at all. Of course, Johnny Nitro, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, of course, held it two different times. The first reign, of course, being 99 days, of course. Uh, he would drop the title, of course, um, less than three and a half months later, Howard to Jeff Hardy. He would regain it, of course, a month later. But his second and final reign, of course, with that title would only last a week, however, believe it or not, however, before uh, dropping it back to Jeff Hardy uh, the following week, however, in Manchester, England, if you will. Uh, as far as Carlito goes, of course, his first and only reign of the belt, of course, would last only three months. Hours. He won the title in June of 05 before dropping the belt, of course, to Ric Flair in September of 05, believe it or not. Uh, up next, of course, another unique match, however, uh, Umaga versus Jeff Hardy, believe it or not, however. And as a result, Umaga, of course, believe it or not, would take on Jeff Hardy at the Great American Bash that year in 07. Jeff Hardy, of course, as a result, however would, uh, let's just say, win the title here, however, and as a result, Howard, defeat Jeff Hardy. Your thoughts about this one? Okay, so Umaga actually won uh, won the match. Yes. And then our uh, did, match... did Umaga win the match? Yes, he did. Yes, he did, to answer your question. Okay, no, yeah, uh, okay, I, th- I thought I got cut off for a second, but no, yeah, I think... Um... I've seen Omaga fight before. Yeah, he was a uh, he was a force to be reckoned with. Um, I I think I probably saw this match uh, with him and uh, Jeff. Um, I'll have to I'll have to rewatch that for sure. So, of course, Umaga, as you know, real name Edward Joseph, or excuse me, Edward Smith, who passed away, of course, uh, less than a week and a half before my uh, 33rd birthday. Believe it or not, he passed away at the age of 36. Ooh. Believe it or not, in December of 2009 right. of a heart attack believe it or not. Uh, of course, mm, okay. at the time, however, he was found unresponsive with blood coming from his nose, however, and was rushed to a hospital. They said he had suffered a heart attack and was pronounced dead a short time later. He was only 36 years old, believe it or not. So, uh, go figure. Wow. I mean, this is a guy, yeah, pretty wild. This is a guy who was six foot four, three forty five. however. I mean, he was a big, big Samoan, if you will, however. And, of course, we all know him, of course, uh, his uh, cousin, of course, is Matt Anoya, of course, better known to you all as Rosie. Of course, we lost Rosie last April, of course, also to a heart attack, believe it or not, at the age of 47, believe it or not, just 10 days after his 47th birthday, if you will. Of course, Rosie, a big guy in his own right, six foot four, four twenty five, if you will, in weight. Uh, as we said, Umaga, very, very unique guy, of course. He had four children, uh, like I said, however, and was also known at one time as other guys, including Jamal from Three Minute Warning. He also uh, had other uh, unique names throughout his career, however, including, I'm trying to find it right now here. Bear with me here, folks. 
I just saw them a few minutes ago. But long story short, however, his uh, nephews, of course, and his cousins, of course, were still in the sport. Of course, some of his cousins best known as Jimmy and Jay Uso, Roman Reigns. Of course, the Samoans, of course, known for their uh, very violent temper, if you will, as we've known over the years. Howard, just ask off and seek about that the wild Samoans, but also some Samoans can be pretty nice too once you get to know them and try to be friendly with them, if you can be friendly with them. And like I said before, folks, I've said this on the show here and on offline and online. I've known a few Samoans in my time, however, by meeting them firsthand. Uh, you just got to be very careful what you say about them and what you say to them because they can snap like uh, very quickly at you, however, and they can really bite your head off, no pun intended. But, <laughs> yep. if you, uh, yep. but if you talk wrestling with them or if you just want to sit and just uh, share stories, however, hear a great some unique, uh, fascinating stories. Uh, Samoans are very unique people, let's just say. And speaking of Samoans, ladies and gentlemen, we take you to Jeff Hardy versus Chris Jericho, our final match of this final disc, however, as we wrap it up here. Uh, Jeff Hardy, of course, loses the title here. Chris Jericho wins the title for the eighth time, however, here inside of eight minutes. Your thoughts about this one? Uh, do you know what year this was? 2008, to be exact. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I... Yeah, I think I remember this match. Uh, yeah, Jeff and uh, Chris uh, Jericho have uh, crossed paths uh, before. Um, well, it's sad to see Jeff on the losing end, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a good match nonetheless. No question. No question about it, however. No question about it, however. Just bear with me here, folks. I'm just doing something. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Bear with me. Okay, there we go. I'm just checking something. Okay. Well, folks, there you have it. Those are our thoughts, however, from uh, the IC title championship reigns, the greatest reigns of all time, however, discs one through disc three. And I will tell you why, folks, I have that one in my collection, the history of the world championship and the history of the WWE championship. So, folks, if you're looking for some good DVDs to watch, however, these are definitely worth checking out, however. So there you have it, folks. Uh, just a quick reminder, of course, as we said, folks, however, uh, before we continue on, the reason why we're doing this show this early this afternoon is because of a prior engagement I have tomorrow night. I will mention it uh, later on tonight, how on Wrestling Revisited, so be sure to check that out. Uh, we'll be back at 6.30, of course, uh, with uh, the latest politics, movies, and sports, of course. We will also be keeping up to date with what's going on down in Florida, and Nell will let us know, hopefully, and keep me informed what's going on with that. And we definitely want to say prayers again to all those people in Florida right now that are uh, undergoing some very serious issues down there with the storm right now of Hurricane Michael. As Michael has definitely made a big impact this afternoon, however, so our thoughts and prayers with those people. Of course, 8 o'clock, we'll be back with the wrestling debate this evening. We'll talk about, I'm sure, about Super Showdown, some of the other things that are on the hot topic table, 139925-pound. Be sure to check that out. And then at 9 o'clock, folks, we'll be back with Wrestling Revolution. And, of course, we'll talk about SmackDown last night, and who knows what else we'll get in store for you all as well. Of course, Gerard and I will have your news headlines for you. John will have the birthdays and dates supplied to you as well. Uh, before we go, we want to ask Anel very quickly, does he have, do you have anything you want to close us out with before we wrap it up here this afternoon? Um, well, I know we have, uh, SmackDown 1000 next Tuesday. That should be, uh, a treat. Um, well, speaking of SmackDown, yeah, I was watching, uh, the first, uh, episode of SmackDown where, uh, Triple H took on The Rock for the, uh, WWE Championship, and that's when Shawn Michaels did a super kick to The Rock and let, uh, Triple H win. So that was another, uh, cheap victory by Triple H, but I, I'm, I'm watching some matches, uh, between Triple H and The Rock right now, so it's good to go back in the day. 
Yes, yes, indeed, no question about it. As you mentioned, SmackDown 1000 will be next Tuesday night in the nation's capital in the human suplex machine's backyard, of course, Washington, D.C. A lot of big names that are supposed to be there, including Edge, Christian, Teddy Long, John Laronitis, Vicky Guerrero, Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin will be there, Batista, Randy Orton, Booker T. A lot of big names, of course, and one of the matches that we talked about offline as well as online earlier today, Nell, is one of the matches that they did make official, and they have made official, folks. In case you did not hear the match last night, Ladies and gentlemen, we talked about it last night, towards the end of last night's revolution. It has now been confirmed, ladies and gentlemen, by GM Page. It will be a clash of styles. If you and this one, I am so excited for, I can barely contain myself. It will be the King of Strong mm-hmm. Style himself, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes, folks, the two-time NXT World Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, taking on my all-time favorite cruiserweight, ladies and gentlemen, the man from the 619 area code, ladies and gentlemen, little Ray Ray himself, Ray Mysterio Jr., next Tuesday night. It is going to be an epic fight to say the least there in the nation's capital. Plus, who knows what else is going to happen as well. But, folks, it is going to be a crazy week to say the least. Raw in Philadelphia Monday night. Smackdown Tuesday, of course, in D.C. And then next, the following week, ladies and gentlemen, right before the Women's Evolution pay-per-view, we will be in Providence, Rhode Island, and Newark, New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen, as that will be very interesting. However, I can tell you one thing right now. I just heard this earlier today, right before we were coming on the air here this afternoon. I can tell you right now, we can tell you that Monday Night Raw tickets will be going on sale, I believe, not this Friday, although it is this Friday, however, that the Royal Rumble tickets will be going on sale in Phoenix, in case you're wondering, folks. In the Phoenix area, if you're out there in the Phoenix, Arizona area, tickets will be going on sale for the big show there in the Valley of the Sun for the big show in January, but I can tell you it's not this week, however, but I believe it's next week. Yes, it is next week. In fact, I'm looking at it right now here on my computer. Next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, tickets will go on sale for the Monday Night Raw show for Monday night, December the 3rd in Houston. Yes, folks, Houston, Texas, get ready. We're going to be coming back to your town again in King Booker's hometown the first week of December mm-hmm. on Monday night, December the 3rd, ladies and gentlemen, as Monday Night Raw returns to the Toyota Compact Center in H-Town. And then Tuesday night, December the 4th, we head to Austin. Yes, folks, the home of the Hook'em Horns, if you will, at the Frank Irwin Center, however, where I have a good friend of mine, however, who I went to high school with, however, and whose husband is a big UT Longhorn fan, Howard. And I know I haven't talked to him yet, Howard, especially after what happened last week with his horns beating Oklahoma in the Red River shootout last week at the Cotton Bowl, in which was a very thrilling 48-45 game, Howard. But yes, folks, WWE SmackDown will be coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, from Austin, Texas, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, on Tuesday night, December the 4th. And tickets for that show, ladies and gentlemen, will go on sale, ladies and gentlemen, a week from this Saturday at the Frank Irwin Center in Austin. But, folks, we're going to keep you up to date where the WWE will be in action coming up in December. We do know where they're going to be at the end of December, but as far as the middle of December goes and prior to Christmas goes, we still haven't found out where we're going to be yet. We're going to hopefully try getting an update on those in the next few days or even the next week or two, so we will definitely be keeping you up to date with that. So, folks, uh, that's about all the time I think we got for right now. However, there's not much else to discuss right now. We also want to congratulate the Boston Red Sox, of course, for winning the American League Division Series last night against the New York Yankees. They will now go on to face the Astros this uh, coming Saturday in Houston, ladies and gentlemen, in Houston at 8 p.m. Of course, that will be getting underway tomorrow, I believe, Friday night. In fact, I'm going to check real quick while we're uh, online here. I believe it's tomorrow night. I think it starts with tomorrow afternoon. Let's just double-check here. Hold on. It is going to be, da, 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 where is it? Hold on, I'll tell you in a minute, folks. It is going to be, schedule, 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 bear with me here, folks. 
It's Friday night. Okay, so Friday night, folks. It will be this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. The L.A. Dodgers will be taking on the Milwaukee Brewers. That is this Friday night. Clayton Kershaw will get the nod in that game. Game two will be on Saturday afternoon, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in Milwaukee. Uh, there in Milwaukee. So, folks, that will be uh, very interesting to watch again. That will be coming up in the NLCS, ladies and gentlemen. And then also, ladies and gentlemen, we got a good one for you coming up this Friday night, however, ladies and gentlemen, however. And I think Enel's going to be looking forward to hearing this, however. The Tulsa Hurricanes, however, barring any weather circumstances, ladies and gentlemen, this coming uh, Friday night, however, the Tulsa Hurricanes, however, will be taking on USF. Yes, folks, the South Florida Bulls, the undefeated South Florida Bulls, will be, I believe, heading to Tulsa, however, unless they're playing in Tampa, however, but I think they're going to probably play. Yes, they are playing in Tulsa. They will be taking on the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes, and of course, uh, we hope that the South Florida Bulls, however, and uh, all the people in South Florida are going to be safe after uh, what has happened, however. Also coming up this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, the Florida Gators will be taking on the Vanderbilt Commodores. The Tennessee Volunteers will play Auburn, however. The Pitt Panthers will be hosting Notre Dame. Uh, this one, you know, I think you're going to really like, however. This Saturday, are you talk about a great game, probably the best game of the college weekend by far, however. Maybe one of the early candidates for game of the month, however. It'll be the number two Georgia Bulldogs traveling to Baton Rouge to take on LSU at 3.30. Yes, folks, Georgia and LSU will get it on. Of course, Michigan State and Penn State will be playing at 3.30 also this week. Also, Washington and Oregon will be playing each other in Eugene. Miami and Virginia will be playing Saturday night at 7 p.m. Also on Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, it will be West Virginia taking on Iowa State. Wisconsin battling Michigan. So we've got some pretty good college games coming up, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend, however, on the TalkShoe Radio Sports Network, the TRSN, if you will. So, folks, uh, um, I think that's all. Good. Uh, you know, just to, just to correct you real quick, um, I'm actually a Gators fan, not a Bulls fan. Oh, okay. I'm actually a Florida Gator fan, not a, a USF Bulls. I love the Bulls, but I think the Gators are really uh, a strong team, to be honest. So. Yes. Just and to the correct Gators you there. That's all right. No problem. And, of course, we're going to congratulate the Gators on a very good win last week, of course, against LSU there in Gainesville, however. But yeah. LSU, of course, having their hands full this weekend. You talk about having their hands full. I mean, last week they go from the uh, – frying pan to the fire, however, it's the same way this week, however, they will be back home this week, however, but this time they are taking on probably one of the toughest teams in the SEC, and I'm looking forward to seeing this matchup in a few weeks, however, and I know you are too, the world's biggest famous cocktail party game between Georgia and Florida, and that is going to be a deciding factor to see who will challenge Alabama later on in December for the SEC title, but I'll tell you right now, that is going to be a game to watch out for in about yep. three weeks from now, however, when those two teams get it on in Jacksonville. Believe me, it's going to be a fun game. But, folks, uh, we'll be keeping you up to date throughout the weekend on the college scene. We'll also let you know what's going on as far as the Major League Baseball scene. Again, we want to congratulate all the teams that have advanced to the next round. And for the other teams who are done for the season, it was a good year and a good effort. But sorry to see you guys come up a little short, no pun intended, if you will. So, there you have it, folks. Uh, we're pretty much done for the day. Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Something to call myself there. Anyway, we will be back here in just about a couple hours from now, however, at 6.30 p.m. with the latest politics, movies, and sport news, 143187. And, of course, the number 1-605-562-0444 with the human suplex machine, myself, and, of course, Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw. So, again, so thank you very much for joining us here this afternoon for a rare afternoon of Wrestling Revisited. We'll be back in the same time slot next Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen, at 7 p.m. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day. 
and uh, be safe, be careful out there, whatever you're doing in the rest of the week as well. And again, our thoughts and prayers are with all the people of Florida, Howard, and we will be keeping you up to date throughout the rest of the week, Howard, and throughout the day here today of what's going on down there in the Sunshine State. So for now, for uh, the Rattlesnake and El Patel, this is the Iceman, Jerry D. Jerome, saying so long from Ringside. And as we take you out tonight, Howard, we're going to play a little theme music, Howard, from one of my favorite movies of all time, Dirty Harry. So here is the Dirty Harry theme song from 1971 that I think everyone might recall as it is done by the famous composer Leo Schifrin. I think I spelled it, said his name wrong, but if I said his name wrong, sorry folks. Here's the Dirty Harry theme song as we close you out for the day here on Wrestling Revisited. We'll talk to you later on, and enjoy the rest of your day. So here we go.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.